now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And when you do follow, uh-oh, hold on, I got to turn this down. Turn the sound down. Y'all going to hear me clicking. When you do follow Dryer Buzz, there's no telling where you might go, but hopefully you will find yourself on the way to your most amazing journey. Enormity is the word of the day. Enormity, <laughs> meaning that we want to go from extremes to enormity, and that's the enormous uh, blessings that we have in our life. Now, we can ready to talk about some things. We started a conversation on our How to Get Out of Bed podcast, and I wanted to uh, come on. This weekend, it's Labor Day, so happy Labor Day to all. Happy birthday to my most amazing son. It's actually his birthday. He's a Labor Day baby. Uh, I've got two holiday babies, and y'all have heard me talk about that experience as well. So uh, I'm gonna, we're going to try and do a two-way conversation. I have another device in my hand. We'll see if it'll cooperate. So those of you, one, if you're on a platform and you see, it seems that I'm not as engaged on that platform, as live as I am, you can always tweet uh, your comments and your responses if you have multiple devices. Put this one down, sit it down, and just listen. And then grab your other device, because I know you have one, and tweet me at Dryer Buzz, and I want to try and watch those. Although, I will also, uh, on our Facebook, now you know you can always go to DryerBuzz.com. In fact, let me put that up there, right? Uh-oh, let me see. I put I made that stay on top. Let me make this stay on top. Hold on. I'm, I'm working on some stuff here, here in the background. Let me see. Stay on top. There we go. Stay on top. Okay, cool. So now we're going to bring that back. And it's going to stay on top. Okay. So that's the lower third. I'm working on the lower third. If you want a podcast that's engaging, uh, you will be able to order uh, our podcast. 27 S to the Rock podcast is coming September the 27th. So you'll be able to do that. All right. Because we record our podcast live. Um, and we try to have some two-way conversations. So if you catch this as a podcast and you hear me start engaging in war, <laughs> your weapons are words, y'all. Um, you will understand that this is something that goes on. So I want to try and open up the Dryer Bus page and see if I can see comments there as we, and sometimes this uh, Facebook, I need to update the app. I need to update everything on there. See, it's like, it's struggling. Um, but I want to talk about this because I've been asked and I've been tagged and I've been brought in to some conversations about. Dave Chappelle, and whether or not Dave Chappelle is just telling jokes. I don't think he is. I think it's some full-on confession. I think as soon as the right person stops laughing long enough and start investigating uh, and start doing some things, there's no telling where this might go. Because um, remember now, Cosby, and I don't mean to say that Dave Chappelle was a Cosby or a criminal or anything like that. I just feel like the arguments and, the, and what I am challenging here is what people say online. I'm not challenging Dave Chappelle or any of his joke writers or whatever going on behind the scenes of his, of these uh, uh, shows that he has taped and sold to Netflix, his return or anything like that. Now, mind you, I got a little bit of bias because I don't like to do. I ain't entertained. I'm not entertained. I, I never went in. I never drank the Kool-Aid. None of that. I only know because I had a child in my household that wanted to watch all that stuff when he had his television show. And so I had to peek in. Like, what What are you watching? Where did you get that from? Now, yeah, okay, I like the Rick James stuff. Because I like the Rick James. You know, Rick James is controversial, right? I think, did Rick James do some time? I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm just saying. There's a thin line. There's a blurred line. There's a white line. There's all kind of lines to this thing. And until we get to the point that you are willing to, for all this stuff that you want to stand for and, and stand on and throw away and discount and all this kind of stuff, until you get to the point that you are willing to tell your child to do it like you want to tell my child it's okay to do it, then, until then, we got a problem. All right, so now, uh, and let me tell you why I want to talk about this as a buzzer or bash it. Because I'm over there trying to listen to yesterday as I was driving the city. I'm over there trying to listen to my good sports talk, right? I'm like, damn, David, dude, dude, over, you, you are the overnight. Why do you have a Dave Chappelle segment as to whether or not, and, and first of all, and I love the guy that had the overnight that talked about this. He's, he literally, his was it, here's his, all his disclaimers before he started talking about Dave Chappelle. He said, understand, I am a privileged white male. I can't, I can't, I really don't have a dog in this fight or something like that. All that, all, right, all of that he said. But then proceeded to tell us that it's just jokes. It's just jokes because it's funny to you, right? So I, I went to tell a story I was on my other podcast and, and at Dryer Buzz, you know, we've been at this 20 years now, uh, Dryer Buzz 17. So I've been podcasting a long time when it used to take all week to put up, it you literally used to take about a half a month to put a piece of audio online. You set that thing to download and you hoped on about a call. You heard all that stuff going on and, and it will tell you it's going to take about three, four days to get loaded up, right? So I had to have a separate computer to upload my podcast back in the day because it was going to take three days, right? Now, I just uploaded a whole hour podcast and it would have taken less time than that if I took my behind to the library. Your library is the greatest. Can I tell you all the library is your first and greatest co-working space and they got that good, good Internet. Okay, but anyway, let's move on. If you want to engage in a two-way conversation, I'm, I'm watching Twitter. You can tweet me at DryerBuzz. I'll get a notification. And then also on our DryerBuzz page, you're going to see Buzz of the Bash it. And again, let me just show you who I am in the podcast. That's Yolanda right there. Uh, that's who I am in this podcast. Let me see if I can bring Dave back up. Because I want to talk about Dave. Is, is this just jokes? I was on my other podcast talking about the history of dryer bus and how 2020 is like 20 years of when I decided I wanted to own a, uh, a news outlet and interject change into the narrative or disrupt, uh, the industry. Right. And so back then, um, one of the very first headlines or stories, uh, trending topics, came when Dave Chappelle was in the Martin Lawrence movie and Martin had, you know, Martin and Tyler Perry were no strangers to putting on this dress. They both created these most amazing franchises. And so Martin was doing a movie with Dave Chappelle and Dave tells the story because, you know, Dave tell Dave tells these stories of when he got fed up and walked away. Y'all laugh. You think it's a punchline, but Dave being fed up is real. I'm just saying that for my psychological, for the time that I have spent, um, um, crafting the narrative by which black men live by. You're like, damn, she bold. But that's what I do, right? That's why Dryer Buzz, even though it's called Dryer Buzz, has a very strong male following because those are the conversations that we engage in. We also engage in the hair salon, but we also over there having great debates in the barbershop. That's what we have done for 20 years. 
And I remember I went to go see a, I went to an event and Oprah walked out on stage and, and Oprah said, how, how is it I can say this? Because I'm Oprah and I've done 20 years of these interviews. Well, I'm Dryer Bus and I've talked to the fellas. And so I know I can have this conversation and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing to you something that they have said. So Martin, during this movie, I think it was Blue Streak, one of the ones where Martin played the cop and Dave Chappelle played the guy that was robbing with him or whatever. And they ran into each other. He talks about one day, they brought this uh, costume to his dressing room. This is back in the day. This is, well, back in the day. And he talked about they brought this costume. You know, the wardrobe comes in about, and I, I think it was a Martin movie, putting on the dress. And, hey, we want you to do this. And he was like, no, not me. And he, he made a stand. You know, Dave is known for making a stand, right? But nobody wants to make a stand today against Dave, but I think we should. But anyway, so he talked about making a stand. He's like, no, I'm not putting that on. I'm not, you're not going to emasculate me. Davis, let me tell you, and y'all know how y'all jump on people about being homophobic and all that. Dave is strong in the testosterone. He wants the testosterone out there. In fact, it's a little too much out there in that uh, flight suit in this, in this thing. He has to adjust himself several times. He's like, yeah, Londa, I'm just saying. Like, dude, okay, testosterone is his thing, right? Which is why he all buff at the top and need to work on the leg. I'm just saying, testosterone is his thing. He is that guy, right? He is that guy, even though he might not be passing, he might not be the greatest bull elephant to young men, meaning that they ain't really learning too much from him. I'm just saying. But anyway, okay, so Dave didn't want to put on the dress. He felt it was going to emasculate. I then, like, ooh, that's a great debate. That's a topic. Knowing that I had access to one of the gentlemen who puts on a dress and created a most amazing franchise from it. Not that we would tell any of our sons, hey, listen, that's how you make it. The question I want to ask you today, the buzzer or bashing I want to ask you today is because black people particularly and society particularly, I'm going to just say black people, we go, we go through these phases or what we talk about, oh, you're going to get paid. That's how you get paid. And everybody knows that Dave Chappelle walked away from the table from the get paid, even though he has come back and people love to say, oh, well, he redeemed himself because he's getting paid with Netflix, right? He's still in the get paid thing as opposed to paying folk, right? So we are, and I'm just saying optics wise, I'm not saying, because I don't know what really is. I, I've never in, in 20 years of doing this and interviewing everybody on the spectrum, I've not had a sit down with Dave Chappelle. Uh, I have had a sit down with Tyler Perry and I sat down with Tyler Perry with my recorder back in the day. It was a literally a tape recorder and I sat down with Tyler Perry. We did the most amazing interview. In fact, you can go find it online. All you got to do is look up Tyler Perry, most amazing interview. It's with Dryer Buzz. And I sat down and I had this conversation. I had a conversation with Tyler Perry based on what y'all say in the barbershop now. It wasn't just me. I, I didn't go with my own. I didn't even really have a question for the brother. I'm just saying, cause you know, that was me not saying what I could say. But anyway, I sat down with him and I asked Tyler Perry some of the things that y'all talk about in the barbershop. And one of the biggest debates in the barbershop is should a man put on a dress to make money? Is it emasculating him? And y'all are torn with this. The fellas, ladies, are torn on this topic and on this subject. So I asked Tyler Perry about the dress. And he says, I know what you're talking about. He's talking about Dave Chappelle. And he's talking about the dress. He literally, I'm quoting, I'm quoting. Because uh, it's out there. It's been played a million, million times. Um, Dave Chappelle saying it emasculates. And Tyler Perry went on to explain why he put on the dress and what his vision for putting on that dress and what he was trying to create, which is what you are looking at today, uh, his own studio. 
And and one of the things, this is what I loved about what Tyler Perry said. Tyler Perry said, well, the difference in Dave Chappelle putting on the dress and him putting on the dress is that he didn't, Hollywood didn't come to, this is what Tyler Perry said. Tyler Perry said, Hollywood didn't walk in with the dress for me to put on. Okay, they walked into the thing, the trailer, Dave Chappelle with his uh, cameo or appearance in this movie. Tyler says, Hollywood didn't come to me and say, put on the dress. I put on the dress, created this persona of whom I know uh, and wanted to put out there. I, I created the stage plays, created them. I, I was, he, Tyler Perry, in essence, was saying he was in control as to where this was going to go. And he didn't feel like it emasculated. Now, y'all, we've been torn on this. People have been torn on this, whether or not to go to the, the Medea stage plays. There's some that said Medea has done y'all in. Uh, many of y'all did say Medea did you in. Gerald, going all the way back to the boomer generation, uh, saying Geraldine. I don't know if they even said Geraldine did them in. But these men created these most amazing franchise, albeit the men who put on the dress also have in common stories of extreme abuse. Albeit the men who said they won't put on a dress also have some very controversial stories. So if in the end, both of these men, Tyler and Dave, along with Flip Wilson and Martin, I mean, hell, Martin ain't not, Martin ain't Dave, Martin Lawrence ain't the most healthiest comedian to take the stage. Cat Williams ain't never put on, Cat Williams put on a dress? I don't know. Cat Williams has a, comedian, can we just talk about what comedy is? Okay, comedy is the flip side of drama, dramatic. Dramatic, what do they call them now? Dramedies, right? Drama and comedy go together. Controversy goes together. So my question on the buzz of the basher, and while there is several, is, is it just jokes? It was just jokes when Hannibal Burris got up there talking about this history that Cosby had running around here trying to tell everybody to be all high and mighty when, dude, you got storage facilities full of skeletons, right? Eddie Murphy over there all depressed because um, he admired the greats and then come to realize, wait, they, you mean these greats are not really paving the way for me to come through. They don't want me to uh, follow behind them. They don't want me to step on stage, you know. Well, hell, that's probably why Eddie Murphy wasn't all that gracious to Kevin Hart when Kevin Hart went out there and sold all these stages. Remember, everybody was like, well, Eddie said, well, all he got to do is step back on. Yeah, like, just congratulate the brother Eddie. Just say congratulations. And I think he did congratulate him. But then it was like, you know, y'all out there like, well, if Eddie did this, because, you know, for some reason, we only believe we can have one, right? So, Eddie, and now y'all out there going, ooh, please go watch Eddie Murphy talking to homeboy Seinfeld in the cars and coffee. And Eddie was talking about how Richard Pryor didn't really receive him well. You know that iconic photo that Eddie has with Red Fox? Ed, talk about controversy. Red Fox and Richard Pryor, all the greats. Look at all the, uh, look at all the uh, uh, hateration. And it was an error. It was an error because Steve Harvey had no business calling themselves King of Comedy for their generation. Yes. But, and, and I remember BET when they gave their first uh, Comedy Icon Award. It should have gone to Richard Pryor, but should it have gone to Richard Pryor? Hell, they could have they went all the way back 100 damn years and they didn't, right? The first award went to the wrong person. That's all I know. I can't remember who it went to. I don't know who it went to. I forget. It didn't go to Richard Pryor, right? And most but most people, Richard Pryor was that first model. Like, like all the ones before Richard Pryor, they had albums 
They didn't have TV specials because we weren't about to put you on those three channels of television that we had. So, but all of them had this enormous turmoil in their lives. There's a reason they stand there to tell jokes because otherwise, and I say to this day, Dave Chappelle, and I, I tweeted it the other day, it's in the cloud. Dave Chappelle should be in a straight jacket. Uh, and I, I wish I knew what, I wish I knew what else I said. I really do wish I knew what else I said. But anyway, but I mean, I just, I just feel like if somebody stops laughing long enough and really look at what Dave is saying, I don't think Dave expects the laughter. If you look at, the, if you go back and look at it, because I know first value, you sitting there, you may, you want, it's an escape for you. You ready to escape the enormity, that's our word of the day, of the extremes that's going on in your life. You want something a little bit funny. But if you watch it again, or if you catch a clip going down the timeline, you're like, whoa, I don't remember, because I'm going to tell y'all, I happened to tweet, and I, didn't, I hadn't watched the full special yet. I started it, and I had to stop it yesterday, and I seen the clips that people have taken to support this or that argument. But uh, at the same time that Dave Chappelle apparently got up, or if people were witnessing Dave Chappelle talking about the alphabet suit, I had a Twitter, I had a, a conversation going on where like, damn, y'all can't add another alphabet to this thing. We're just going to call y'all the Q plus community. And I, and I literally went to the community and said, okay, can y'all just be G plus? And they were like, no. Okay. Can y'all just be L plus? They're like, no. Can you be Q plus? They're like, oh, okay. Queer. Can y'all just be queer plus queer plus community? Like how, how are you going to tell us what to be? Um, somebody someday decided y'all were going to be something. I mean, it ain't like it was etched in the sky, the books, all the books that fell to earth telling us how to be. It's like, it's a decision. I'm calling y'all the Q plus community because LGBTQIAP. And then somebody's going to add something that's for the end of the day. And then y'all calling us like cis, cis, what a cis hetero woman. I'm like, what is all that? I'm just like. Q plus, let me tell you that. I'm going to shorten it. Q plus, community. Okay, so I was having that conversation, and then people started having the conversation about Dave Chappelle. So I saw in a, I saw a tweet that was talking about the, the Dave Chappelle thing that supported my argument of all these alphabets. I retweeted it, and therefore a trans woman who follows me uh, answered the tweet to the person that whose tweet I retweeted, and therefore all of this week there have been thousands upon hundreds of thousands of tweets about um oh let me tell you what they did they threw out everything Dave Chappelle said now the argument is black women and black trans women black women and black trans women are fighting on and it's all coming down my timeline because I'm tagged in it <laughs> because the tweet that I tweeted I tweeted it to say, oh, here's a conversation going on. If you see me retweet something, that's what I retweeted for. It wasn't to support any of my arguments or anything like that. I'm like, oh, here's a conversation. It ended up on my timeline. Maybe Twitter was like, well, you tweeting about the alphabets. Dave Chappelle said something about the alphabet. One of your followers said something about Dave Chappelle's, which, which looks like what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, the alphabet thing. Okay, boom, retweet. But in that, she was saying, the tweet that I tweeted said, well, the hell with all of y'all, because y'all don't support black women no way. Literally, right? That's literally what tweet said. Like, now y'all want us to get upset because it's a, somebody said something about your community. That, and they, basically what they were saying, comedian been getting on stage dogging black women, 
And let me tell you, comedians, pastors, bishops, everybody, whenever they can't get a good laugh or an amen, they throw out something that women do. Well, you know, women do this and you can always get people to co-sign on something that women do when in actuality women do it in uh, response to some of the stuff men do or not do, right? So whenever you want to get something going, talk about a woman. And that's why I retweeted it because she was like, oh, Netta the comedian has said something about the alphabet people or Q plus community. Now you want to be in arms. And she was saying, but his entire uh, career is based on things that he has said about women, uh, particularly uh, several things. Like his last comedy special, I was sitting there like, looking at the people laughing at this. I'm like, okay, I don't want to know none of y'all. I mean, unfollow, um, get out my house, never come around me again. Why are you laughing at that? That was not funny. Did you hear what the man, first of all, he's talking about all this stuff he do to women. The man been married like forever. He ain't talking about his wife. He's talking about other women. How's he experiencing? And people are like, well, can't you just laugh? No, I ain't heard the joke yet. (laughs) Okay. If it is just jokes. No, he paid to get on stage. He paid to say what he said. You laugh if you want. You call it comedy if you want. They selling it as comedy. And I don't even know if they selling it as comedy because I feel like Dave just does these monologues. And half the time you look at Dave looking at you, he looking at you like, why are you laughing at this? And he says a number of times in his specials, uh, I ain't trying to be funny. He says he, he, he really gets serious with it. And one of the reasons he walked away from the $50 million was that day that the laugh came at the wrong time and the wrong thing. Go back and listen to the interviews. Yeah, y'all drove, drove the man crazy trying to laugh at the stuff that he's saying because I don't think he's saying it to, to be funny. He gets paid to stand there and say it because y'all laugh. Because, you know, the audiences, audiences, y'all have screwed us up enough. Y'all, thank you, doggy. Y'all, the dog was agreeing. Y'all are the reason we got reality TV. Y'all are the reason we, I'm, let me drink my water. Okay, I, I'm not even blaming Dave. I ain't blaming Tyler, Martin, uh, Flip, uh, Steve Harvey, them, Steve Harvey, them. I'm like, they make Steve Harvey them look like kings. They do make them look like kings of comedy. Rest, uh, rest in peace, Bernie Mac, who um, we celebrated not long ago. But if you listen to some of the, I mean, Bernie Mac's best joke is about the failure of a woman in her drug addiction, his sister, and how he had to step into that, right? And people run around, my sister's kids, you know, this is the greatest joke ever. It became part of his franchise television show, storyline, and so forth and so on. Um, but there's a couple things, buzz it or bash it. I mean, is it really funny? Let me just ask that. Is it, are you, are you really truly laughing? Are you laughing to keep from crying? Does it hurt? Can I ask y'all, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt anybody? Do we entertain ourselves with things that hurt people, right? Oh, is he talking about people that he has hurt in the past or somebody has hurt in the past, right? Isn't that funny? Cause you know, sometimes you can fall down the steps and it hurt right then, but then later on you might laugh about it. I don't know if we're at the last point of some of this stuff, you know, and I know people are like, well, you need to go watch it. Um, been watching these people for 20 years and in and, and a part of a spectrum that many are not, uh, that's not available to them. So, you know, to take a piece of it and to go sit down with another, here's the thing. 
one of, what I said on the last podcast was Dave Chappelle refused to put on the dress. Okay. Uh, Tyler Perry said he put on the dress because Hollywood didn't come to him. He had full on control of who he was going to be in the dress and what he was going to achieve with the dress. In hindsight, Dave Chappelle has had to go and find some respite because of all the things that he wanted to take a stand on. Man had to leave the country, uh, go somewhere and just get crazy with it. Right. Uh, and then come back. And not only that had to wait, had to wait decades. Was the deck? How long was it? I don't know. Had to wait until uh, an entire platform found its niche for him to come back to the stage. He couldn't come back to television. Oh, he tried. No, nah, y'all still ain't right. Y'all still want you know. And I guess in in negotiating the Netflix deal, because uh, even in, even in the thing, he says he gives the part, and, and people laugh. But think about it. Even in in negotiating this. He, the lady tells him what he can and cannot say. And he goes, he goes, well, I'm not, I'm not the N word either. Right. I, oh, I can't say the F word, but I can say the N word. And they go, well, you're not, well, you're not gay. And he goes, well, I'm not the N word either. Right. So, and he gives you that bit of information and it's funny. It's a, it's a punchline and it should be to some people, but then somebody else should be like, oh, wait a minute. Let's think about that. You know, how many of y'all like start laughing? Go like, wait, wait, wait. Cause you were, cause you were full on okay of of him walking out being the N word. That's where that's what I'm talking about. Step back from Dave for a minute. You were full on okay with the punchline until you start thinking about it. You're like, wait, wait a minute, right? Cause but you were you were okay with it, and some people still okay with it because you feel like you the H N I C, right? As long as you in charge to some level. I'm just saying. Do, at what level do you want to be in charge? You want to be in charge on the day, meaning you get to sit down and have some good uh, negotiations, get a good check, put some stuff out there that's going to be out there forever. Or do you want to be in charge on the Tyler Perry level? And I'm not saying put on the dress. I still, and this is what I wanted, this is what I'm trying to say. We still can't say that you should put on the dress. Because if you feel like it emasculates the men, like what I tell, like my son is enjoying amazing success right now. And if that next level, like, well, son, you know, if you go, if you was to put on a dress and act like a woman, I ain't ready. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready to tell him that. I'm like, hey, I, I'm not. I'm just not. You know, I'm just saying. Same thing with, um, like, Cardi and Kid and the Kardashians. Like, are you really, are you ready to tell your daughter to, like, um, drop, go on to drop out of college and go do a sex tape? Because we're talking about normalizing. That's what we're talking about. Last night. I, I was listening to, oh, let me tell you one of the great podcasts out there. Y'all not following Jamil Hill and her Unbothered podcast. She did a story with Luke Campbell. And I'm going to bring Luke Campbell into this. Very controversial. You know, people who are pioneers, people who do things we have not seen before, we oftentimes, no, we, every time we persecute them. Dave Chappelle might be persecuted a little bit. Tyler Perry might be persecuted. Martin Lawrence, uh, um, um, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, uh, Kevin Hart and all that. When they do things that we've not yet seen before, we persecute them. And and and, and Jamel did a conversation with Luke Campbell, um, Luke Skywalker, Uncle Luke, uh, me so horny, uh, explicit lyrics. You know, had to be sued for the explicit lyrics, and and is the reason why um, there is an explicit tag on the uncut versions of music, right? Because it was easy. To rather than uh, attack these other genres, it was easy to go and attack hip hop at the time, which was coming along, 
and hip hop had, you know, you had your 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 candy coated hip hop, you had your gangster hip hop, and then you had the extreme hip hop, right? And so, but she was talking with him, and she talked about normalizing. And I heard, um, I heard another interview. I heard something. Let me think. But the normalizing, it's it's coming at me in two ways. Um, I was listening to. Oh, the guy last night, the sports guy that was talking about Dave Chappelle, he gave an analogy. He said that what made him remain in the audience for Dave Chappelle is if you watch it, along with the punchlines and the jokes, Dave gives antidotes, right? Which is what the majority of the audience is missing if you're just watching it as an escape because you just want something to laugh at. And he said, don't miss this part uh, where Dave also said about the trans women, because this is what uh, this is the fire that's blazing right now. If you've not caught on Dave versus the trans women, he said that. In, and I got to go watch. He said that there's a part, I think, in the credits or something where Dave comes. And if y'all don't stay for the credit, I don't know where it is. But he said that Dave shows a part of him talking to a trans woman, asking the trans woman if trans women in the community would be upset that he uses that. And he's in the trans woman said, you know, Dave, uh, I was re- said something about an interview where they said that something Dave did was okay. And that he was normalizing it. And they said to Dave, if you talk, he said the article did never said that you could normalize trans women that you're you're talking about all of this other stuff would normalize it right but they never said you're talking about trans women would normalize us if today you listening today if you take the stance that being a trans woman is a normal thing and people are going to stop going out here hurting and murdering trans women um, and trans men, if it goes that way, help me out, trans people, um, if it becomes normal that we get to live and let live, then so be it. Get on stage as much as you want. However, if what you say on that stage continues to harm, I got a cough, guys, sorry. If somebody can sit through your entire routine and normalize everything but us, the the trans woman was saying, then we got a problem. Because if after hearing this, somebody leaves that venue, uh, after being in any audience talking about um, the alphabet people, and you use it as you, not Dave, you having heard it, then use it to cause more harm, then... It's not good. What happens with us, buzz it or bash it, is we don't allow enough time to see how, what the outcome is. Y'all, if you follow me, you know this, I always said, immediately when we see these things go down our timelines and, and trends and things like that, and people are like, well, drive buzz, you know, why aren't you talking about this and why aren't you talking about that? I wait three days. Wait just three days. At least wait just three days. And then come back two years, come back five years, come back 10 years. Like right now, I'm, I'm, we're facing 2020. 2020 is 20 years of me being a digital outlet. What is the outcome of that? Where am I going? Where am I now? Where am I going to be? Who's in my audience? Who understands? Who have I helped understand 
that we can undo media apartheid, that we can uh, come out here and tell great positive stories about being black and brown in this country, that we can control our own narrative, that we can have a Dave Chappelle and a Tyler Perry. We can have a man in all of his testosterone standing there talking about these horrible incidences that he has in his life. And we can also have a man get on stage and talk about his experiences uh, through the makeup of a woman, even though Tyler Perry has quote unquote uh, retired Medea or killed off Medea. Whatever I don't know I don't know what he's done with Medea. I, I know uh, somebody. In fact, he took it off. Somebody else put it on and making all these amazing uh, YouTube videos. But anyway, um, so the thing about it is, but we can have both because in between that is somebody like myself and others who are willing to engage us in the conversation. Because if you at the end of let me see if I, I'm missing something, just check it out. If you at the end uh, and tweet me at Dryer Bus. If you at the end, I see it. If you at the end of this thing need to have some conversation and some discussion in the salon, in the barbershop, at home, on the podcast, on the website, in my email, the inbox, and you need to have some of this conversation, then we, we're, we're here to have that, right? But we're talking about normalizing. You can't normalize uh, Bill Cosby and, and, the, and the rapes and the assaults. You know, those were punchlines of another comedian. Eddie Murphy talks about how uh, Richard Pryor, uh, uh, Bill Cosby, used to come to him. And you know when Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy said he's going to try to get back on stage. I mean, do we? The, the thing that Eddie Murphy did was got up there and curse a lot, right? Is that still going to be entertaining? You know, there was, but there was some great stories in there. He's a storyteller, but he, 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 Came after Richard Pryor, who used to tell amazing storytellers. I think, let me tell y'all, I'm going to always say, one of the best comedic storytellers is Cat Williams, okay? And then and then Kevin Hart. They both get up there, and they, they talk about comedy from a story perspective. You ain't got to go checking, uh, trying to unlock no closets and no skeletons. You know, all Cat Williams stuff is all out there. Um, Kevin Hart talks about from a family, a lot of things going on in the family. You know, you don't really have to worry about their audiences. I worry about who's in the audience for Dave Chappelle. I worry about who want just who want his just jokes, right? I worry about the person sitting next to me laughing at some of the stuff that I mean the man said if I was, I mean if 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 uh, OJ was to say, well now if I was to murder somebody, you'd be like, oh he did it. Well Dave Chappelle said at the most, if I was to uh, assault a child, who said wait wait where is that a joke? Wait, help me out, cause I I got children. I ain't laugh at that. I was like, wait, what you mean? I, I'm just, wait, what did he say? Right, that wasn't funny to me. But I listened to all the laughter, and he stopped. Like, wait, y'all laughing right there? Right, I, I that's what I'm looking at. Right, but if I was to start, I said, ah, no, no, people don't have those thoughts. No, nobody has those thoughts. Mm-mm. No, they don't. You're not gonna make that funny, right? I'm just saying, it's all jokes. Until somebody stopped laughing and be like, let's just, let's just kind of look into some things, right? It was, all, it was all songs until we realized R. Kelly had folk trapped in the closet for real, right? Okay? We all love, we all love uh, Kelly, Kelly Price uh, part of the song until we realized, like, wait, wait, he, he huh? There, are, there is, we, <laughs> remember the song? 
Kelly Price was singing the one great hook, but the story is about her husband like trying to rescue her from this man. Like, do what you're doing with my wife. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it's all jokes. It's all laughter until somebody stops laughing. Okay, are you going to be the one to stop laughing? That buzzer bastard. What? Tell me, really though. What part did you like? Stop laughing. I know you. There had to be a couple of parts in there where you like went like, wait, what? What was your wait, what moment? Tweet me at Dryer Buzz. Give me your wait, what moment? And give me your. It's just jokes. It's all okay because I can unfollow you one. But I, I, I understand you might be there, and I understand you there now. I understand, but do understand this is a Netflix special. There are gonna be some people gonna see this sometime off in the future and go like. That generation, they were crazy. No wonder this and that happened, okay? No wonder, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, what time is it? I'm 36 into this thing. I'm not going to stay on it because I'm only going to repeat myself. But I did, um, uh, and, I, and I, just because of, of where we were at the time, and I could do that. And I took the comment about emasculation because, fellas, y'all still have not given us the full-on manifesto, which is what I require in order to stand with you on something, I'm like, you know, like people can't figure out uh, whether to stand with Kaepernick or the Jay-Z, you know, you know, these things like, but, you know, we didn't, we never got like, what word on the national anthem? Do we kneel? Or, you know, we never did come, come up with that. Uh, black people are signing up right now to see the national anthem. The Super Bowl probably going to be black as hell. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Jay-Z got control of the Super Bowl, some control in the Super Bowl. He then got minority ownership. Now they're talking he's going to have some majority ownership. People saying he he uh, sold Kaepernick out, even though Kaepernick walked away with his own NFL deal. You know, all that kind of, not deal, but settlement. On what things do you consult the culture and on what things it's just none of the culture's business, right? Do we just hate? Dave Chappelle, we just laugh. You know, is it because y'all and, and reason why I ask, because in this argument between black women and trans women, there was some men jumped on there and said, well, black women support. It was a black woman that bailed out R. Kelly. So black women support. I'm like, but it was one black woman that took all her money down there and bailed out R. Kelly. If we're going to if that one black woman's decision to bail out R. Kelly mean that all black women Let's just talk about what one black man did over here and what one man did over there. And we can talk. Is that all y'all? Because you're trying to say it's all us, right? So I'm just saying, be careful what you, what you say. All right. In that, in that, no buzz it or bash it. I wanted to give you a buzz it or bash it episode as you guys are out enjoying your Labor Day and with your family. And you wanted to kind of uh, help you let your family experience what it is you love about binging on buzz with dryerbuzz.com but that is some of the topic that's going on and if i started a story didn't end it you want to know what happened wait wait dryerbuzz what happened there what happened here uh tweet me at dryerbuzz tweet me at dryerbuzz use the hashtag dryerbuzz on your favorite platform you'll see the conversation is happening there as well i'm gonna go finish watch try to finish watching this special um but some of these debates, they go on and on and on forever. I mean, when you think about Dave Chappelle on stage, you know, and you think about Eddie Murphy. I was listening to her at the door. Eddie Murphy, the ice cream man. 
Um, Eddie Murphy is getting ready to plot and plan a return. And he's looking at y'all and how um, how y'all are responding to this. When and Eddie Murphy's like, oh, I ain't going to talk about that. And we're talking about normalizing. Because at the end of the day, content, at the end of the day, is all content. And it is this content that forms in our, in our minds that normalizes these things. How much of this should be normal? You know, that is the part that we cannot seem to agree on as humanity, you know. And we normalize it just because people are able to walk away with X amount of money from it. And I keep asking, like, you know, when you look at where women are and some of the top women right now, are you are you yet? Like, I have a friend who has young daughters and me having raised kids. I'm like, you know, there's some things we didn't normalize up in here. And I can tell you it worked because of the outcome. So I have I have a, a friend that has young daughters, a couple of friends that have that are just starting their families and raising their daughters. I'm like, are you uh, willing to tell your daughter um, to make sex, ta- sex tapes or to be a stripper? You know, I mean, hey. You know, there's a stripper out there now. She, she. I don't know if you. I don't know if we can call it a generation of wealth because it's only only been one generation. We don't know how it's gonna go, but um, I mean, that, those are some of the decisions. Normal. We're talking about normalizing some of this stuff. Are we yet willing to do that? What on this thing should be normal? It has become normal. Can I just tell y'all? I told y'all twenty years ago. That this would be normal, that you would be sitting somewhere with a little old device listening uh, to me <laughs> and others in a forum, in forums that they call podcasting. When I said it 20 years ago, people were like, you mean turn off my radio? Are you crazy? I was. Thank God I was crazy enough so that I could say that there have been people that have been listening to us for more than 20 years, since the 90s, um, when we launched the first one. Um and then and moving from platform to platform and to say that 20 years later we are still here 17 years as one brand dryer buzz and so i want to thank you guys for that each and every day where we count down to 2020 i'm so excited uh and i when we talk about family supporting you i could not do this without the support of my family from day one to every day um, helping me to do what I love and support it. Friends as well that have come on. There are friends that podcast with me. One, Angela Stockel. She and I have a podcast on Tuesdays. It's called uh, Leading Women Podcast. We're inviting more leading women on to tell us their stories. Because, I mean, can I just tell y'all, 17 years as Dryer Buzz, 20 years blogging, it wasn't even called blogging then. In 30 years, understanding that the internet was a way to connect the diaspora, as well as particularly to connect women. The hardest story I have to try and tell each and every day is that is the story of women. What you know about women today, you probably know because, and not because she took the time to tell her own story, but because somebody witnessed the greatness that she was and decided that they were going to impassion, normalize. They were going to impassion themselves to normalize her story. And I can tell you, each and every day, I send out the invite and ask, can I tell some a woman's story? And each and every day, I get a no. Each and every day, I get a wait. Each and every day, I hear, it's, it's not quite ready. So you know what I do? I tell it anyway. And then they come back and they say, thank you. I never would have thought about my work like that. 
I never would have known it looked like that while I'm in the headlines of this, that, and the other. So I stopped asking for permission, and I just start telling the stories. And we tell those stories uh, each and every Tuesday on Leading Women uh, podcast. We've got some women coming on. If y'all have or have not noticed while y'all are watching Netflix, hopefully you have uh, watching OWN. OWN is now an app on your smart TVs and devices. Uh, Oprah has an app, and people say, man, Oprah's stuff is black as ever, right? Um, Oprah on the OWN channel, the Oprah and the OWN channel, I guess you could say, launched a series called Black Women Own the Conversation. We talk about the evolution of Oprah. Look at, look at what she, how she has had to evolve her audience just to get to the point to be able to, uh, to let black women uh, equal tell their story so if you haven't checked out the own channel if you can find it on everywhere there is this uh conversation black women own the conversation it's an episode there's a uh, conversation going on online and um definitely check it out um we're gonna have um some atlanta one particular atlanta woman who was uh in the audience and is going to tell us about it. She's coming on on Tuesday. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. Because that's something we've been like talking about. In the 20 years that I've been doing this, we were like, you know, yeah, we you did ask that question. Is Oprah black enough? Is Oprah, Oprah's content black enough? And people are like, whoa, it's real black right now, right? The whole network is black. Uh, I immediately got calls this month and was asked, have you seen this this month's issue of of old magazine? It's Oprah and Gail. It's two black women on the cover. Not only that, they were like, and this was my my white friend, my uh, co my co host of my. She was like, "Have you seen own? I mean, have you seen um the O magazine this month? All the ads, all the commentary. There's even a story on the Afros and like, whoa, this is a black issue, a black 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 issue." And we so we we have uh, dived into that on a on a podcast or two. Uh, particularly in our timeline, and they're definitely all buzzing or bashing. But something's going on over there. But definitely check it out. Black women own the conversation on OWN. Uh, and you don't have to go turn on your television. There is an app um, on your smart TV and as well as various places on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all of those, all those different places. But we asked. We asked the question. Today, let me see if I can get back to it here, get get Dave back on the screen here. The question today, is it just jokes, y'all? Is it just jokes? And if it's just jokes, because the only re- reason it's just jokes is because we're trying, people are trying to normalize something. People are trying to normalize something. And the question is, what is it and why? Why, why are they trying to, because there ain't but, a few reasons by which to give Dave Chappelle all this money to do that. And it ain't because it's funny. I'm just saying. And people are like, well, that's a conspiracy. Well, hell, a lot of conspiracies have been proven. Who, who was it? That, uh, I'm trying to think. What was it? Something that, something that happened this year that, oh, man, there was a lot that happened this year. There was always a conspiracy. Always a conspiracy. And now it's absolutely real. Um, but what is it? What is it that we are? What's going on? The question is, what literally, like, what what's going on? What is it? Is it just jokes? What is it that uh, is being normalized? And that, and should we be afraid about some of the stuff that's being normalized? 
some of these conversations, you know, how you feel about trans women um, is one thing, but the fact that you're seeing, like, like when you, and, and this is my question because, and, and, and we should pose that I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch that part um, while Dave Chappelle starts talking about trans women in a joke and then shows where he's actually had a conversation with a trans woman and the trans woman says, as long as it's going to make me normal, like this is, is normal. It's normal that you see a trans woman. Okay. Um, that's one thing, but if it's, it's just like, just like dealing with, uh, this Trump stuff, you know, these people and this, and this Trump stuff, you know, it's like, when you see stuff in media, um, first of all, it's in media to manipulate if manipulate emotions. There's nothing televised or broadcast that that does not intend to manipulate your emotions. Um, the but the other part of that is disseminating information abstract. It's what you do with that part of media, right? M E D I A is what you do with that part of media that becomes a problem. The audience becomes the problem. Look how mad y'all have been all this time about people going to see a Medea play, right? Or, or watching a Medea. I mean, you wouldn't even know about Medea if it went for bootlegs, okay? So don't don't get mad at those pioneers. But but look at that bootleg video. We can we can now say twenty years later, boot a bootleg video because ain't nobody ain't nobody really paid for that, but. I, where was the first place you saw Madea on a bootleg, right? I'm just saying. That's why Tyler Perry went and did that deal with Walmart back in the day because y'all kept selling them bootlegs in the barbershop. And he was like, I need to get my check up front. Then y'all y'all go bootleg Walmart. Y'all go make a copy of the Walmart video because y'all taking money out of my pocket. I'm over here trying to sell my my uh, VHS and y'all over there making copies. Got, you know, <laughs> he did one of his first deals were. So that's why you got to know the history. One of his first deals were with uh, Walmart. And let me tell you, the man next to, the person who financed all this was Ruben. Ruben, uh, go back and look at it. So you got to watch the credit. The executive producer of some of this first stuff was Ruben. I don't remember Ruben's last name. But Ruben was the one that, like, put up all this money in the beginning. And I'm pretty sure he is, like, very well off. Well, he was well off then. But uh, he was the one. So um, because of the whole bootleg industry, um, Tyler went and did a deal with Walmart. That's why you saw the video, Medea tapes. And I'm talking, we're, talking, we're talking about the VHS of this thing for the CD, CDs, right? And the CD, yeah, because I, yeah, okay, VHS, then the CDs. He did a deal with Walmart so he can get a check up front because they had to have money to keep investing in this thing. And so that's the part we leave out of all this conversation is like, uh, one of the reasons we don't have the content that we really think we ought to have out here is because. There's very few people putting the money up, putting the upfront money. Upfront money is needed, right? And that's the biggest fight. You want to have, you want to pick a fight with black folk? Ask black people for some upfront money. I'm just saying. And I'm going to throw a friend under the bus here. I was talking, I was, uh, when I did that thank you video to, um, when I did a thank you video for the uh, contribution we got for in the kitchen, somebody bought one of the items off. I think somebody, one of my good good tech friends, posted in there. You should do a Patreon site, and I and I love them to death. But when I did the Patreon site and I put out the all oh, subscribe, subscribe, become a member, become a member, uh, crickets, right? And yet, year or two later, somebody said you should do a Patreon site. That's what we do. Because that's how we operate. 
Simply, and, and, and it's how we operate, but it's also what's in between us, the middlemen and the middle, the platforms that are in between us. Like, how have you, how have you not seen me posting subscribe and with the link, right? It might, I might not have said patreon.com slash dryerbuzz. It might've been sdryerbuzz.com, you know, because I, I put some ownership on it because that's the first thing we shy away from. And don't say y'all don't because it's, we got, remember the cloud? Remember I was saying you can go back and see how people respond to stuff. When we try to own something, that's why Tyler Perry has the studio because y'all didn't know he was working on all of that. He let nobody know he was trying to uh, buy up half Atlanta, all that acreage. Because, you know, we got a whole bunch of people that came out of uh, slavery acreage and couldn't let nobody know they got the acreage because that's just, that's, the, that's I'm sorry, y'all, that's an our DNA not to understand that. No, get mad. Why can't, can, can, why can't I just be telling a joke? But that's in our, that's in our DNA that that's how we operate, right? So, and I mean, I wish it was a punchline. And maybe if I keep saying it long enough, it you'll start to think, oh, wait, before I say this, let me go and check and see if it exists. Because that would have been the thing to do. And then, therefore, we wouldn't have had the gap. Some people like to call it a gap. Like, everybody likes to go in on the other comedian, um, Steve Harvey. Like, you know, why can't Steve Harvey just be joking? And people are like, well, you know, Steve Harvey said this, Steve Harvey said Y'all better just stop. It's, it's not them, it's the audience. They get paid because the audience is what it is. The audience, if we are where we are in, in what is normal to us. And there's not enough of the right thing, the right to the correct. There's not enough of the correct thing being normal in our lives. You are out there right now arguing with somebody who is offended by some things, many of the things that Dave Chappelle says and is paid to distribute, you are arguing with them because they are offended. It's not normal for them that it as normal as it, as it is for you. They don't take pleasure in some of the stuff that you simply laugh at. And guess what? It's all, every bit of it is okay. Because one day you may not laugh at it. And one day it may not be normal to laugh at it. We might say, Oh, wait, why don't we consult with the therapist? Okay. Because I guarantee you, if you sit down with Dave, the way I sat down, because I'm going to tell you, if you sit down with Dave, the way I sat down with Tyler Perry in 2003, I think I sat down with Tyler Perry in 2003. And when that brother said to me then about the movie and the films and the content that he really wants to make, if he could one day get out of the dress, that's why I ain't never did another Tyler. I don't need to interview Tyler Perry no more because I sat down with the brother. I'm sorry, boo boo. I need to know your entire vision because you know I don't find this part right here funny. And here's some of it you shouldn't find funny. Some of that is from a, a most horrific place in my life. Is what he said to me. Some of that is from the most horrific place in my life. That woman, Medea, the way she the. Think about this. The way Medea rolls in and protects people, that's what he wanted to happen in his life. Medea, grandma, auntie, somebody come and get me and my mama. That's what he wanted. 
And I think it was a brother. I didn't even realize it was a sibling up in there. He wanted that relative. And some of y'all got that story. I talked to a brother who had a relative roll up and say, listen, the way y'all living over here ain't normal. Come home. That's what Tyler Perry wanted. He wanted Madea to roll up in the big Cadillac and snatch them up and take them up. Stop and think about it. Don't just laugh at it. Because on the other side of comedy is the drama, right? That's what he wanted. And that's what he told me back then, 2003, 2004, 2002. I don't know. I got credentials, honey. It was at, a, it was at the five-star hotel. They had him up in the five-star hotel, and you went into this room with him. You sat down with him, and you talked, and we had this conversation. And there were other people around at the table like, man, driver bus, at, this is what they said, driver bus be asking some good questions. Still to this day, if I roll up on a red carpet, they'd be like, come on, let's get over here and ask the driver. She, she got some good questions, right? That's my reputation. And I said to the brother, about the dress. And he says, I know what you mean. I know what you're going to ask me about the dress. It was Dave Chappelle. He said the man shouldn't put on the dress. He says, but look look at Martin Lawrence, Flip Wilson, and he had the whole history of it to, to um, prove that it was okay to put on a dress. But I said, well, we don't know yet still if it's okay to put on a dress. And he says, yeah, you're right. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I said, so really, what is it you really want to do? And he says, yeah, I'd like not to have to put on a dress, but I put on a dress. He says, I didn't go to Hollywood, and they didn't make me put on a dress. They came to me. And so, therefore, I, 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 I told him I had to have the control of what I do in the dress and what I say in the dress and what I put out there as content because he knew that, off, that somewhere off into the future, he wanted to come out of that dress. And he said that then. He wanted, he wanted to kill off Medea because he wanted to do this other kind of content. He wanted you to respect it and look how long it took to kill off Medea, look at those shows over there. Y'all are loving that show, but all you had to do was give it a chance. You could have gave it a chance. You could have normalized him doing other things sooner. That's what this thing is about, buzzing or bashing. It's like sooner. We got to get there sooner, y'all. We got to get there sooner, okay? What if instead of Dave Chappelle going to Netflix, getting some money, putting out there, I think three shows, it was a three-show deal. What if he was able to say, um, give me a platform where I can, and do y'all know that, Moo Dave, Marlon, Kevin, um, they have their own platforms. I think Marlon, let me, y'all go over there and just find it. I sat down with Marlon because I, I go, I went, I went and sat down with Marlon. I said, Marlon, you know, these brothers are always over there talking about how challenged they are. Cause this, this is my problem with Tyler. And I asked Tyler, I said, Tyler, wait, wait a minute. Every time a movie come out, you know, you come out and you have to tell us, you know, they won't give you um, distribution you want. They won't let you uh, distribute the content overseas. They won't give you the number of screens. So then I go to Marlon. I said, Marlon, you know, Tyler over there saying they don't never give him X amount of screens and this, that, and the other. Every time a Tyler Perry movie comes out, you know, you got to tell you, you got to watch your ticket, make sure the ticket. And Marlon was like, listen, this is how you do this. You know, he says, when I, when I go in and negotiate, this is what I negotiate. And he says, and, and he go, in fact, you want to know what he said? Go watch it. It's on YouTube. Go put it in Dryer Buzz and Marlon wins. But Marlon has a comedy platform. You, you don't have to wait for a brother to get some money to go and tape a couple of shows, right? You can go over there and watch a bunch of people that are coming up right now. Marlon, see, Marlon went and created a Netflix. I, I'm telling you, right? He has a whole platform over there. Kevin Hart has one. Nothing but comedy. These comedians are out here. 
Right? That's why they're not saying, that's not why they're not running around everybody trying to get a Netflix deal. Because they're on other platforms and they're doing very well. They're doing very well because the audience is there laughing for the right reason. The audience is there laughing for, they ain't even trying to convince y'all. And they probably like, oh Lord, she done told them to come over here. I'm sorry. They ain't even invited y'all over there. Uh, you probably like, what? Wait, wait, what? They didn't even invite y'all. I'm sorry, God. They didn't even invite y'all because they know that y'all left at the wrong thing and at the wrong time. And they are doing some hella negotiate, negotiations and they can't get those, the way, the way y'all give up the dollar so easy, they realize rolling with y'all, they'll never get it. They'll never get there, right? That's why Tyler Perry didn't even like let y'all know he was out there negotiating those acreage, those acreage and, and building, that, building that studio. Didn't even let y'all know that 10 years from now, 10 years ago, that Hollywood was going to move to Atlanta because Hollywood was like, wait a minute, that brother out there making all this money on making these, and making these films right there in Atlanta. Well, we need to go uh, buy up some studio space. Y'all better know there's a reason Hollywood is here and it's because of people who launch film festivals, people who, uh, Tyler Perry and all his productions and all those things. I'm telling y'all, do me a favor, make Wanting to know a little bit more normal. Normalize that. And normalize listening to Buzzer the Basher. I just went 50, I went one minute over on this hour. Buzzer the Basher isn't just jokes, y'all. It's not just jokes. But take your time, escape, and laugh. And then go watch it again. Go watch it again and ask yourself, wait, should I have laughed right there or right here? Did I laugh at that or this? Right? Whoa, wait, what did he just Watch it a couple of times. Because I'm going to tell you, I know you needed to escape all that was going on in your life, get, get on your couch, and chill out for a minute and watch this stuff. I understand. I full on understand. There have been there are times I just want to go blog about some food. I want to go in the kitchen. I go in the kitchen, people like, wait, why are you cooking? You blog about justice issues. You, you help people get out of prison. I'm like, not today. I'm trying to learn how to make this quiche. <laughs> I got a brand new indoor grill. I'm going ahead and play with my brand new indoor. I know tomorrow somebody need to be bonded out. I understand that. I'm going I'm to answer that email. I'm going to answer that email. I'm going to send them the information. I'm going to hook them up with the lawyer. I know you over there trying to go see the baby on Labor Day. And she over there tripping and because it ain't in the divorce decree or the child support or the I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking and answer your uh, email and give you the lawyer information. But the lawyer is on vacation. I saw her, honey, the 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 greatest lawyer, uh, family lawyer. She's on vacation this week, but she's still probably answering checking that email because her clients are very important to her. But I'm just gonna let her chill. Just hold on a minute. We're gonna get we're gonna get that situation straightened out. Okay, I'm just saying because that's what I do. People are like, man, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, that's what I do each and every day. Uh, in between Buzz and the Bash, I make amazing referrals. I help people um, have some great enormity, normalizing, um, have normalize, normal. Buzz and the Bash, are you normal? What's normal? You know, do you want do you want normal to be better than what it is? And in that. I mean, is it just jokes? Is it just jokes or are we out here laughing at somebody's trauma? Is that funny? Is it really funny? I'm asking. Is it, is it really and truly funny? 
that, and I'm not going to bring up, I'm not going to repeat myself. I'm just, I'm just asking, is it really funny? You laugh, and that, I know laughter feels good. But did you laugh at the wrong time? Did you laugh at the wrong thing? Go back and watch Dave. He he looking at he looks at the audience and he realizes, wait, I didn't even get the punchline out yet. You know, that's not the part I want to laugh. And listen at the audience, how the audience catch themselves at times, right? I'm telling you. It, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. And it is where you are and so forth, you know. But, hell, y'all didn't believe podcast was a thing. Y'all didn't believe blogging was a thing. You know, there are many people called me crazy. Now look where we're at 20 years later. Wait for it. That's all I'm going to say is wait for it. All right, guys, you know, I need you to do me one more favor. Also on, to those of you that are on Instagram, we're doing something called open house. There is a 30 day challenge that has been uh, issued that we must go live. Well, you know, we don't live every day anyway. Uh, but open house, we're doing something called open house. If you want to learn how to get your family and friends to support your business, you must learn that your business supports your family and friends. It is an exchange. It's a two-way street. And we're telling you how to do that on Open House. And that's happening on Instagram. It's happening on Instagram. Yeah, another platform. But guess what? You don't even have to go over there. Just go to dryerbuzz.com. But I'm not the one to tell you. I'm not the one to tell you. Want to hear? Here it go. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.